We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live and we are off. It is the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast with me, Rick Kamla, and him, Steve Alexander. We are going to break down the blockbuster trades. We are going to tell you guys we want to draft, guys we want to stay away from it. We are going to have a lot of fun. Isn't that right, Steve Alexander? Uh, let's do it. Let's do it right about now. Oh. So here we are. And ladies and gentlemen, before we dive in, we've got to catch you up with the history that is being made right now. We have, as we like to call ourselves, the OGs coming together for a fantasy basketball podcast. Me and this man right here, the great Steve Alexander, a.k.a. Dr. A, have talked about doing a podcast together for years. And through the uh, great Nick Whalen, everybody here at uh, Fantasy uh, and Rotowire, uh, we're excited to be on the air together, man. So uh, Dr. A, we've known each other a long time. Uh, gone to school on each other's work for a long time. And here we are, dude. Here we are, dude. Dropping our bags. We got a podcast together. Let's have some fun. We did it. We did it. So a little history, Rick. Um, so right around the time, I think, what, what years did you do the, the fantasy? Was it the attic? Uh, it was the, uh, the fantasy flat. It's what we called it. Yeah, because I was big on alliteration back in the day. I don't care about it so much, but I was still in my <laughs> writing zone. And so the fantasy flat was what it was on, uh, 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 what was it? Uh, why am I blanking on this? Uh, Gatorade <laughs> Virtual GM was the name of the show. Fantasy basketball show on NBA TV. I did that for 10 years, Dr. Ed. Okay, so sometime around 99, 2000 was around the time I started watching you. And I was watching it every night. Once I found it, I was like, this is unbelievable. There were no fantasy football shows back then. There were no fantasy baseball. There was no FanDuel. There was no DraftKings. There was nothing. There was a magazine you bought in a drugstore, right? You could choose from like <laughs> three of them. And then there was Roto World, which nobody really knew about because it was so small. It was a little indie, indie website. And there was Rick Hamla doing NBA Hoops. At one o'clock in the morning, live talking fantasy, and my head just exploded. I was like, "If this dude can make a living and have a job talking about fantasy basketball, I can do it too." So I started bugging the people at Roto World. <laughs> uh, Matthew Pouliot let me start uh, doing Tuesday night blurbs. They gave me a column. You were writing for a uh, for a website as well at that time. What was that? Fanball, Fanball.com, Fanball. and then I moved over to NBA.com a little bit too. Yes, so. So then I started calling in once I once I became a writer at Roto World and thought I was cool. You know, Matthew Barry had, had been there with me and he was the talented Mr. Roto. I thought I needed a nickname. My buddy Keelan and I came up with this Dr. A instead of Dr. J stuff. So I start calling in the camera shows Doc, Dr. A and we hit it off, I guess. And I, I became like a featured caller. I was the guy. Like if Dr. A calls in, you put him through. And uh, I, I was on the show probably two or three times a week, I guess. And this just sort of kept going and going. And then Camlin invited me in the League Freak, which was historic uh, fantasy basketball league. We became buddies. I became buddies with his buddies, uh, Eric Seitz being one of them, who's one of my favorite people. And uh, 
so time went by and time went by. And one day out of the blue, Kamala's like, hey, dude, uh, I'm moving to Georgia, but I really don't have a place to stay until I get an apartment. <laughs> and I was like, bro, bring it to Dahlonega. Get up here. Let's go. So he moves into my house uh, with, with my four small children and my wife. <laughs> and it's like literally uh, Animal House movie where Rick and I are drinking beers and playing Wii or doing something at four o'clock in the morning downstairs after we were both done working. And uh, we get up at noon, he'd go to Atlanta and work, and then we do the whole thing over again. It was like three months. And uh, we both joined Twitter uh, in my family room where we were watching the Masters, I believe, uh, at the same time, it, which that was 2009. So that that's the era that we're talking about. So we've been boys ever since, and here we are, we have a podcast. Thanks to Rotowire. Thanks to Nick Whalen for putting this together. It's pretty cool. The cool thing is, I didn't realize that this was happening. Like he never mentioned it to me until that email came out. I'm like, wait, it's Kamla that I'm going to be doing this with. So, uh, pretty exciting stuff. It's extremely exciting stuff. Uh, so, a- as we were doing that fantasy basketball show and pop popularizing fantasy basketball. And, and getting good feedback along the way, I'm not bragging, just saying Kevin Garnett, Shaquille O'Neal, like some of the absolute biggest stars in the NBA, I'd see them on the road and they'd come up to me and like, I watch your show, like you're a freak, you're, you're crazy, you're nuts. And I'm like, these are all compliments, man. But uh, Steve's blurbs on Roto World were <clears throat> to a degree the lifeblood of that show. Uh, obviously, I had my takes watching the games and all that kind of stuff, but uh, in terms of the injury stuff and just all the detail, uh, it literally uh, was a lot of fuel for that show. Uh, Steve Alexander's blurbs on Roto World, um, and so uh, it, it just—it's it, we brought it to a beautiful boil together. Uh, we have hung out, we have seen concerts together, we lived together for a moment, we have partied our faces off together, and we're dear friends. And now we're doing a fantasy basketball podcast together on RotoWire, and it is amazing. And- and now we use Rotowire NBA news blurbs, don't we? We do uh, <laughs> anymore, but uh, but you know, obviously, it's where Steve came from, and uh, and we're psyched to be here, uh, obviously, on the Rotowire platform. So um, let's break down uh, Doctor A, uh, some of these blockbuster trades, man, and and let's start with Damian Lillard going to Milwaukee. Um, and and I want to ask this question: Is Damian Lillard still a first round pick? He has a ADP of 10 uh, when I go to fantasy pros here. And while I, I could still understand Dame being a late first round pick, um, you people out there, Steve, you're not going to get the same numbers from Dame. Okay. He was 32 points per game last year, uh, I believe third in the league in scoring, career high for him. Uh, he had a 70 point game last year. That ain't going to happen. Okay, you're in Milwaukee now. You've got Miles to feed. You've got Giannis. You've got Middleton. You've got Lopez. Portis is going to be out there. You're going to be kicking out to three-point shooters, Connaughton and Beasley. Um, and obviously, he's going to score. But but Dr. A, the question is, how much is he going to score? Uh, I don't really see Giannis coming down much. I think he's going to still be a 30-point-per-game score. I could see Dame sliding to like 28-27. We're talking about a four- or five-point dip off of last year. So he's still going to give you about seven dimes. He's still going to give you about a steals. Never been good in that category. Three plus steals. Um, but I, I just want to warn people, man, you are not going to get uh, the Portland all to his self and, and all the usage rate, all the shots that he wants. So are, are you still viewing Damian Lillard as a first round pick? Yeah, I am. <laughs> he's going to, he's going to lose some scoring, but 28, it's still a lot of points. He's still going to be one of the top scoring point guards in the league. Point guards are where it's at fantasy these days, I feel like. Um, who are you going to take instead? LaMelo. I might take LaMelo in front of Dame. Uh, Steph Curry in front of Dame. I would take uh, Halliburton in front of Dame. Oh, t- well, Ty and SGA and Luca. Like, those are my – those. I want a top five pick in fantasy this year because I want, I want Ty, I want SGA, or I want Luca. If I don't get the top five, then put me at the end of the draft. Let me get Lillard at 12. I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, would you take uh, Anthony Edwards or Booker over Dame? 
I would take Edwards over Dame. Edwards is really there for, Edwards is there for me right after that group of guys I mentioned. Uh, I feel like Anthony Edwards. Um, everybody talks about Shea Gilgis Alexander, including me. People don't talk about Edwards a lot, and I feel like he is ready to take over the world in Minnesota. He's like, guess what? You know, I'm a movie star now. I figured out uh, how to play NBA basketball for the last three years, and now I'm going to blow up the whole scene. So I feel like Anthony Edwards is is the next the next breakout fantasy star if he's not already. But uh, I feel like he's coming. Look, guys, uh, I've got a a theory that is foolproof. It's called the career year theory. Um, in football this year, how's Jamal Williams doing? He's on IR. How's Josh Jacobs doing? He virtually sucks. Uh, how is Austin Eckler doing? Um, he's barely played a game. Okay. Like these are all the career year guys last year, right? Um, <clears throat> this applies to every sport. Dame just had a career high. Ant-Man is about to have a career high. I, Steve, I see Ant-Man shooting up to 27 or 28 points a game um, with at least five and five in the rebounds and the assists. Might even get up to two steals per game. But we're, we're talking about a 1.7, 1.8, 1.9 steal per game guy. Elite numbers in that category. Uh, his efficiency is pretty good, right? He's not one of these Iverson 40% shooters. Um, he's going to give you three threes per game. And, and you know, probably almost a block a game because he really does – uh, take seriously the defensive end of the floor. So just know that, guys. Um, guys coming off of career years, to a degree, SGA falls into that category, okay? Now we're adding Josh, uh, pardon me, uh, Chet Holmgren. We got Giddy. We got Williams. We got Dort. We got SGA, all right? We got Miles to feed here. Is SGA going to repeat as a 30-point score? He might, and I'm very high on SGA coming into this year. So with him, it's like a little bit, was it a career year, or is this just now who he is? But with Dame going to Milwaukee, the numbers are coming down and the career year theory will be in effect. Uh, so, Steve, let me ask you here about Drew Holiday. Okay, Drew Holiday obviously traded from Milwaukee to Portland in the initial Dame trade and then moved subsequently to the Boston Celtics. Um, I want to start with this on Drew Holiday here, uh, who I have in the Cam Dynasty, and we're going to be talking a lot about the Cam Dynasty. The Cam Dynasty is my uh, uh, Dynasty Fantasy Basketball League, okay? Dr. Ray is in this league. Uh, he was real tanky last year, got a high draft pick, and he's going to try to move and groove this year. Uh, I made the playoffs last year and uh, was feeling geeky, but guess what? I didn't have Kate Cunningham or LeBron James, and I quickly bowed out of the playoffs. Uh, Ken Kreitz, by the way, uh, one of the executives here at Rotowire, won the first championship in the Cam Dynasty. We'll talk a lot about this league because uh, we're both in it, and uh, and it's near and dear to our hearts. I have Drew Holiday in this league, okay? He was fantastic for me last year. And and I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to make some kind of bold move with him. I'm going to take what I get from Drew in the Dynasty League. But uh, but I'm a little worried that the numbers are going to be coming down here, Steve. So who is going to be the third option in Boston behind Tatum and behind Brown? Is it going to be Porzingis or is it going to be Holiday, in your opinion? That's a great question. It, I, I think it depends on which Porzingis we see. Will we see... Uh, the seven foot banger that has to get down there and rebound and and hit, hit the glass, especially if he's starting and Al Horford's coming off the bench. They they're going to need Porzingis underneath. If he's underneath, then I think he's going to be the third option. If he's the Dallas Kristaps Porzingis who stands out there behind the three point line and waits for Luca to throw it to him uh, the entire game, then we're not going it, to. It's going to be Drew. Uh, so it depends on how they use him. I still think Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday makes the Celtics the best team in the East. I think his the his defense is so uh, overwhelming. It's so good. I think it's a little underrated. And I'm not talking about fantasy. I'm just talking as a real basketball player. His defense that he's going to bring to Boston is going to be a difference maker. Um, as far as fantasy goes, is he going to take a hit? He is because. Uh, Jalen and Jason Tatum are Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are both better offensive players than Chris Middleton is. Porzingis is going to need the ball. Derek White is going to need the ball. Al Horford's going to need the ball at times. Uh, I think Drew's going to take a little bit of a hit, um, but he makes the Celtics the best team in the East. 
I agree. Uh, the, a couple of things I disagree, though. I, I think Drew Holiday is going to take a hit. He's not going to take a hit probably in assists, probably not going to take a hit in rebounding, probably not going to take a hit in steals. Scoring. Uh, I, I just don't see as many shots. <clears throat> um, I don't agree that Boston is now the best team in the East. I don't agree with that. I think Milwaukee is still – look, I think Boston got closer to Milwaukee. And, Steve, I think Boston went ahead of Miami – with the Drew Holiday trade. I had Miami ahead of Boston, even without Dame down there in South Beach, because uh, I really appreciate and just trust what they have down there in Miami. And Miami has beaten Boston two of the last three times that they have met in the playoffs here recently. They kind of sort of have Boston's number. Well, now with Drew Holiday, I have bumped Boston ahead of Miami. But Boston's just under Milwaukee for me because Milwaukee's a lot deeper. Boston's bench is a problem, man. We've got Luke Cornett behind center. We've got O'Shea Brissett behind power forward. We've got Sam Hauser behind small forward. We've got Peyton Pritchard behind point guard. What? That's your bench? And you think you're going to win a championship with that? Huge hang-up for me with Boston, Dr. A. Question. I think Derek White's going to come off the bench. I think they're going to start Horford and Porzingis with Tatum at the three, Brown at the two, and Holiday at the one. You made it sound like you could see Derek White still in that starting lineup, and Horford off the bench. So go a little deeper into that because uh, because that kind of unpacks here uh, a little bit with Holiday. Because if Holiday has to share the backcourt with Derek White, then I think the numbers are coming down even more. But if White's coming off the bench like Brogdon did last year, then I think it, it would help Holiday hold his value a little bit. My gut tells me that Horford's going to start and White's going to come off the bench. Uh, ESPN's depth charts, which I I – work for ESPN right now they've got we've got Derek White uh starting and Horford coming off the bench so I mean I think that's up to it's very subjective at this point it's up to whoever's Correct. putting that uh depth chart together if I was writing one I could see me going either way depending on what day it is but my gut tells me Horford's gonna start even though he's what Rick like 49 50 years old uh I think Horford's going to start. I think Derek White. I think we can pour one out for Derek White because until this trade happened that landed Drew Holiday in Boston, Derek White was my super sleeper. uh, Me too. Magic pick of the draft. Like he was going to be such a fun fantasy player. Maybe he still is. I don't know. I I doubt it. Uh, But I kind of think they're. I I think they're going to try Porzingis at center. And then they're going to be like, this guy just wants to shoot threes. And he's not really, he's not throwing his body around. He's not a banger. Uh, we need Horford in there to hold this thing down. I, I think that's what's going to end up happening. And uh, and again, guys, in reality, <clears throat> pardon me. And if you're stacking, uh, you know, you, you, you want to look into futures and all that kind of stuff. I, I think that conversation we just had about Boston, Milwaukee uh, would be helpful to you. And you can make your own you know, evaluations uh, with, with your intel, with the intel you just heard from us. But um, I'm telling you, Boston's bench is a problem, man. It is a problem. Brad Stevens is consolidated uh, with the smart trade to get Porzingis and also with the holiday trade. Um, they, they've consolidated, but they have they have six dudes right now. And maybe some of these other guys rise, but uh, I haven't seen it yet. Now, uh, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Steve, is we, uh, it's Rick Kamla, Steve Alexander, we are the OGs, and this is the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Uh, DeAndre Ayton going to Portland. I freaking love this. If I had DeAndre Ayton in Dynasty Leagues, uh, and I don't, why don't I? Well, because he doesn't hit threes and he doesn't block shots. I'm obsessed with those categories in reality and fantasy. You can't win without those categories, okay? It's still a hiccup of mine with DeAndre Ayton. But now he's going to Portland, uh, Steve. He has a chance to be the number one option. Um, so is that going to be Anthony Simons or DeAndre Ayton? I think it's going to be one of those two guys. Scoot Henderson won't be the number one option right away as a rookie. He'll be very good. But uh, DeAndre Ayton's ADP um, is 55 right now. Steve, I think that's too low, man. I- I'm not looking at DeAndre Ayton as a fifth-round pick. Uh, I'm going to, uh, to an ADP list right now. Let's look at some of the guys around him. Um, you know, Walker Kessler is an ADP of 56. I really like Walker Kessler. He's going to block a ton of shots. I don't know if I would draft him over DeAndre Ayton. I think there's more upside with Ayton here. You know, Kessler obviously has uh, Kelly Olynyk to worry about. They got a, a John Collins is there now. You still have Mark, and then they got a bunch of dudes in the front court. Um, you know, Jared Allen's in that category here. No, I'd rather have Ayton. 
Um, I see Miles Turner down here at an ADP of 57. I love me some Miles Turner. He should probably be above all of these guys. Rudy Gobert also is right here in this neighborhood. Come on, man. I'm taking DeAndre Ayton over Rudy Gobert, and I'm not even thinking about that. Do you think uh, DeAndre Ayton's ADP of 55, Steve, is appropriate, or do you think it's a little bit too low? And where are you at with Ayton now that he's a Blazer? Well, I think that is probably appropriate. I think that's probably where DeAndre Ayton belongs. I know that I feel like every year we keep thinking that DeAndre Ayton is going to blow up and and go off, and then it just never really seems to happen. And I don't know that this year is going to be any different. I'm looking for – I just built my – points rankings list last night and i'm having trouble coming up with that but let's look at roto where rotowire has Aiton because in a points league i feel like you throw out the free throw percentage you throw out the turnovers and suddenly Aiton Aiton's kind of a guy like i was surprised at how high we were all ranking him and i why can't i find this um anyway i'll find it when you're talking but uh I like DeAndre Ayton. I think Phoenix fans are glad he's gone. I think once he's gone and he is gone, they're going to be like, okay, maybe that wasn't so bad. Like, why did we hate <laughs> DeAndre Ayton so much? Because I think centers, good centers are, are kind of hard to find. And I think they're going to miss Ayton when he's gone. So I, I, I agree with you. I'm not going to reach for Ayton and take him in like round two or something crazy. Rick. Points League, Rotowire rankings, DeAndre Ayton, 14th. Holy cow. 14th. That's why I couldn't find him. He's right there with Anthony Edwards and Holy Steph cow. Curry. I can't uh, go that high. I can't go that high. I'm not going that high either. But I, 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 can go, I can go in that neighborhood. I can't go quite that. I mean, I'd have to see some of the other guys around there, Steve. But that seems that seems kind of like freakishly too high for, for DeAndre Ayton. And I, and I am high on him. But and he's much lower. Overall, early second round, mm, I don't feel comfortable Much lower in a categories league. He's, he's ranked much differently in categories. Um, so I found that interesting. Uh, you know, to me, if I'm in a points league and I can get Ayton at like 25 to 35, that, that seems like a reasonable, a reasonable range. I think the numbers from, you know, the last year, couple of years, and the projections are what built this this list. So uh, it's interesting. It's a, it's a little higher than I saw him coming as well. I do think Aiton's going to be a 2010 guy this year for the first time. He's been 18 and 11. Uh, his second year in the league, he averaged 1.5 blocks. Uh, I think he could get there, right? Motor has been an issue for him. We know this. Why has Motor been an issue? Well, because he rarely gets the rock. Uh, you got to share with Booker and Paul and Durant last year. And we know uh, just the human nature of it. When a big man's not getting the rock, uh, he doesn't bring it on the defensive end as much as when he's getting the rock. It's just human nature. Uh, but, Steve, um, let's move on here in the OGs and the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Are you drafting James Harden? Who, let, <laughs> let me give the people the newsy aspect of this. Uh, the Sixers are in Colorado Springs for training camp. Harden blew off uh, media day. He arrived on day two but didn't practice. He practiced yesterday, and the reports were uh, good shape, energized, uh, uh, you know, all in and not creating drama, and it was a drama-free day with James Harden. So, you know, Woj had this report that he was going to make things uncomfortable. That didn't come to fruition. I was texting back and forth with Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer about that, and he joked that, yeah, that report didn't age well. From Woj, and we had a laugh on, on a tweet about that. It did not because Woj said he's going to make things uncomfortable. He absolutely did the exact opposite in his uh, first day practicing with the Sixers in training camp. So, Steve, that's all very positive stuff uh, as we get into this conversation here. Are you drafting James Harden? Well, let me say this. First of all, no, I'm probably not drafting James Harden because I'm just not. I'm not a Harden guy. Uh, he's old, he's injured. He, he just he's not one of my guys. Uh, but I will say this. Had you asked me about Harden yesterday, my answer would have been totally different than it is today. Because yesterday, all we knew is he had blown off media day. He had called Daryl Morey a liar. And he had said that he would never play for any team he's associated with again. Yesterday, he shows up at practice. I mean, he's a practice. He's, he's basically playing for a team that Daryl Morey is running, even though it's not a real game. It's practice, as Alan Iverson would say. But the fact that he's, you know, playing good soldier, playing along, he's going to, you know, do all – apparently he's going to do the right things in order to get traded to another team, as he always does. So at least that gives me hope that Harden's going to play when the season starts or shortly thereafter. I don't know what kind of shape he's in. I, we don't know, you know, what he's going to look like, um, but at least it sounds like he's going to play. As of yesterday, I thought he might sit out for half the season. I thought he might sit out the whole season. I thought Daryl Morey would be, be like, uh, guess what? You can sit out the whole year and spend the end of your career um, not playing. But it sounds like they're going to work it out. Some Something's going to happen. Like it's the last domino that needs to fall. So, so if I wanted to draft James Harden, I'd feel a lot better about it today than I did yesterday. So James Harden's uh, ADP right now, folks, is at where? Where's my man James? He should be right around here, twenty-four. Um, so that's I, I like twelve-team leagues. I think twelve-team leagues are definitely the way to go. Uh, and I'm trying to think here. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Wait a minute. I, I think Yahoo standard leagues do 12. Yahoo football leagues do 10. And that's why I don't do uh, standard Yahoo, you know, just in the muck with everybody redraft leagues. I don't do them anymore. I'm an IDP guy and a dynasty guy when it comes to football. Um, if it A lot of times if there's not IDP, I just it just doesn't move my needle. Um, so uh, 12 is the number here. So based on that, James Harden's a late second round pick here. Hmm. I'm just not a James Harden guy, like 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 Dr. Ray is saying. I'm just not a James Harden guy. His numbers were fantastic last year. 21, 6, and 10, led the league in assists. He had steals. He had threes. The efficiency was pretty good. Missed a big chunk, right, um, which brought his games played down. But he's still a terrific fantasy player. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff. You know, welcome to the headache. He could ask out at any time. He could leave the team at any time. He could, uh, you know, Spaz out at any time and just, I don't know. It's just, it's too much for me. And we're talking, I mean, think about this. De'Aaron Fox is an ADP of 25. Uh, who are you taking, De'Aaron Fox or James Harden? I don't care if it's redraft dynasty, uh, some new league that they've crafted on Mars. Um, I, I know a lot of you love these best ball leagues. I can't stand, I don't play best ball. I, I don't understand the craze. I, Steve, do you play best ball fantasy football? It's like a whole thing now. I mean, people are in like 30 of these leagues. There's no machinations to it. You draft a team and it stays put all year and the computer calculates your lineups. It just sounds, no, no, I'm so out on best ball. I'm so rebellious against that. Are you a best ball guy, random ass take here in a basketball show? Well, no, I'm not right now, but Sportstopia, you know, 
and Rotowire and ESPN. Like, there, there's best ball leagues, like you said, everywhere. It's kind of popular. People are getting it's into a whole it. thing right now. It's very they popular. Want me to, they want me to write about it eventually, so I need to learn about it. But I've never, I've never played best ball. I get it. I mean, you, you draft a team, you got to line up the computer. The computer sets your lineup for you after the fact, pretty much, right? Like that's that's the whole thing. That's right. Uh, so yeah, I, that that I get it. If you if you, it's it's not fan. It's not like you and I are old, right? <laughs> like like we are old school. We like you know we were we're goats, Steve. Tell them we're goats. We were okay. running stats. We're goats. Out, we were running Best stats ball? with the, somebody we else running, running my team. What is that? It's a foreign theory to me, Steve. We were running stats with a yardstick and a highlighter. We used to score our leagues with a pen and a piece of paper or in a, a USA Today. That's the way it should be. We should go backwards. Hey, Rick. Anyway, Rick. Random underdog. Hashtag. Underdog Hello. fantasy is the number one platform for best ball leagues, including fantasy them. basketball. This is an ad. Good for them. This is an ad. Good for them. I calm down. Good for people that like best ball. Underdogs. Uh, Underdog's featured best ball tournament for the upcoming NBA season has $500,000 in total prizes. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to Rotowire with the promo code RWNFL. That's promo code RWNFL. Now, the copy that I have has dashes in between all those letters. I don't know if you have to put those in there or not, but RWNFL is the code. Claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus when you sign up at underdogfantasy.com. There. Go ahead. Boom. <laughs> Boom, baby. Uh, okay, so uh, we're not taking James Harden. And, but but it, it, he's more draftable now than he was. And by the way, I have James Harden in, uh, in the Cam Dynasty. And I'm holding on for dear life, man. Holding on for dear life. In a dynasty league, I got James Harden. I don't know if James Harden's going to be in the league next year. So I, I'm, uh, I, I may be uh, I may be in the trade uh, James Harden business this year. But he is on my squad. His numbers are fantastic when he plays. Um, I, you wanted to talk about Jimmy Butler and his emo phase hair. Oh, I just suggested we could talk about it. I, I didn't say I needed to. Uh no, it was just cool. It, it made. Uh, if, if you why you gotta push it, back on the setup, bro? Why why you gotta why you gotta push back? I'm on not the setup? pushing back. If you have not seen <laughs> Jimmy Butler's, if you have not seen Jimmy Butler's media day interview, it made media media day fun. He, like he walks in, he's got this long hair, it, it, this whole Rodman vibe going. He's got all these piercings in his face. He's got some nail polish <laughs> on him. They're like, "What's up, Jimmy? What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm emo now, bro." And uh, I thought that was funny. He's throwing emo around. Uh, Dashboard Confessional is an emo band that, uh, you know, back in 2009 when when we were roommates, uh, my son may have been listening to some of that. Uh, Anyway, he's like, I'm in touch with my emotional side. Here I am. And it it was kind of refreshing. I thought it was was pretty funny. Uh, and, And, you know, media day can be so dry and so many guys are given the, the standard, you know, BS answer about, oh, I've never felt better. I've never been healthier. I gained eight pounds of muscle and lost, you know, I'm down to 3% body fat. Well, Jimmy just came out and was like, I'm emo now. So, so whatever. And speaking of media day, did you have anything you want to say about Jimmy Buckets? I mean, I, I love the whole, I, I just, I'm a big fan of his personality, but I'm, uh, I'm not a big fan of him in fantasy. And here's why. He does not hit threes, and he misses a bunch of games. Yep. So uh, Jimmy Butler is just not one of my guys. Like we, you know, it's one of the premises of our show here. Some of our guys we're drafting, some of the guys we're not drafting. Uh, Jimmy's going to go very high. A lot of people are going to take him in the second round, uh, maybe the third round. Uh, well, what's his uh, AD? I am not drafting Jimmy Butler anywhere. I just don't, and he misses too many games, man. He like he's he's playoff Jimmy. Like I want Jimmy in the play, in the real playoffs. I don't want Jimmy on at the end of the season on my regular fantasy basketball team when he's not playing it hardly at all. 
Um, I am sorry. I had a, uh, a random uh, car commercial in my ears right there, and I don't know where that came from, um, but it's gone now, and so that's good. Uh, but uh, uh, Jimmy Butler's ADP, where, where is uh, 20? Ugh! 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 No way! 20? Oh, my God. Right behind Donovan Mitchell. Uh, just ahead of Victor Wembenyama. I would rather have Jimmy than Victor. Uh, Pascal Siakam is next. I'd much rather have Siakam. Darren Fox, Bam. Cat, Mikkel Bridges, Brunson. Oh, Brunson's the homie, man. I'll trade you James Harden for uh, Jalen Brunson in the Cam Dynasty. Do we have a deal? No. What if I threw in a, uh, a 2024 first-round pick? Bro, I don't even know who's on my Cam Dynasty team. What are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? It's your squad in my league. How do you not know who's on your team? I couldn't even go find that team Because right you're now. too busy with all these best balls? Is that why? <laughs> Hey, <laughs> yeah, that's great. No, because I, I didn't, I was basically became a professional golfer over the summer because I had nothing going on. Now, now I've got more going on than I can handle. I'm so busy. Basketball's back. It's <laughs> awesome. So I, I went from being an old retired guy that did nothing but hang out the golf course and play cards and drink beers all day. And to now I'm all I do is write about basketball. And I'm, I'm like, I haven't even had time to go in and see what's up with my Cam Dynasty League. That's really, really disappointing to hear, but but hilarious at the same time. All right, let's move on. Let's help the people here, man. Um, are you drafting Anthony Davis this year, Dr. A? You asked me that question, and let's bring it to the air here. Well, I'm going to timestamp Anthony Davis at 33-33 uh, so that we can timestamp this podcast. My man, Anthony Davis. I like to call him street clothes sometimes. <laughs> so does Barkley. <laughs> sometimes I call him D2D, as in day-to-day. Sometimes I call him locker room. Like, dude, dude do you know that when uh, I was at my old website, we used to track the number of times we wrote in a news blurb that Anthony Davis went to the locker room? Like, it was something like had written it, 227 times or something ridiculous. So I don't trust Anthony Davis to stay healthy. Last year they came in and uh, told us that he was going to play in all 82 games, right? Like like anyone believed that was going to happen. Not close, nowhere close. Also got a guy named Christian Wood hanging out with the Lakers now, which I like Christian Wood. I think Christian Wood should be playing. So um, I'm not touching Anthony Davis, especially when he's going, he's going in the first round. I'm not, no, I'm not doing it. We have a debate on our hands, folks. We have a debate on our hands. Uh, I am drafting Anthony Davis this year. Anthony Davis is a league winner if he stays healthy. He is a league winner. <clears throat> Last year in uh, in 30 deep. Uh, a league, uh, it's a bunch of experts. It's 30 team league. Steven, I've been in this league for a, I don't know, a decade, 15 I years, whatever it is. That was my you start? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I don't know that I actually physically went out and started it, but I, I, I feel like it was me and Aaron Bruski and maybe, and maybe somebody else were really like, let's do a 30 man league. Uh, now, Somebody may come back and say, Doc, you remember that incorrectly because you're old and your memory's gone and you have you have Alzheimer's. But I feel like I may have started that league. Anyway, go ahead. Take credit, bro. I mean, shoot. I invented fantasy basketball. Take some credit around here. I started a <laughs> league. I did. People trip when I say that. I started a league in 1989 at Sigma New Fraternity. There was no documented league prior to that. Your boy Cam invented fantasy basketball. This whole thing that we talk about, okay? And Dr. A uh, has has definitely taken it in a very vibrant direction. Um, so you started 30D. So Steve has won this league. I haven't. It's the holy grail, okay, for me. Like, it's it's the league that I haven't won that I'm bloodthirsty to win. I've but your, so your close team so many is, times. Your team is good every single year. Like, you're always in the playoffs. You're always – making a run at my team has not been very good lately because I drafted guys like Anthony Davis and 
uh, Zion Williamson. And the year I won, dude, I'll never forget this. I was in Florida for spring break, and you and I, it was you and I were battling, and I'm trying to win that league. And it, for some reason, I picked up Jeremy Lin off the waiver wire the day before he blew up for the Knicks. And I rode Lynn Sanity to a 30 deep title. Like that's how messed up Holy 30 deep is that picking up Jeremy Lynn uh, the day before he woke up, won me that league. It, he single carry single-handedly carried me all the way to that title. Man, I've had uh last year, I, I thought I had a league winning team. My team was bad ass. Davis got hurt again. I had Anthony Davis on that team. I had Donovan Mitchell. I forget some of the other guys I had on the team. I had Bancaro. Uh, I had a really, really good uh, team in a 30 team. I was like eight deep um, and, uh, and and really good. And and then guys got hurt and it went away. Uh, there was a year with Yao Ming that I thought I was going to win. It didn't. There was a year with Jameer Nelson. You remember when he had that pop year when they went to the finals, then he blew a tire and I didn't win the league. So uh, it is what it is. Maybe, maybe, just maybe this will be the year, but I am drafting Anthony Davis this year because I don't feel great about a late first round pick. I do feel good about like a mid second round pick on Anthony Davis. If you can get him like at 17 or 18 overall, right? He falls a little bit because the Steve Alexanders are in the league and they just don't trust him. That's when you pounce on Davis. Like there's really, there's not a ton of value in Davis. If you take him at nine, 10, 11, right? There's kind of only downside at that point, but think about this. Um, Davis is the guy on LA right now. It's the whole combo. LeBron saying he's the guy, he's the number one. When is Davis finally going to turn into an MVP candidate and a defensive player of the year candidate for real, where it's not just talk? This should be that year. And I kind of sort of think it will be. I'm not saying he's my pick for MVP. I'm just saying like, it is time for Anthony Davis at 30 years old to have his cojones drop and become the number one guy for the love of God, okay? Like, God blessed you with MVP greatness, and he's already a top 75 player. Now it's time to go out there and do it. And I actually think he will. Think about this, guys. Anthony Davis is going to give you, and the game's played is the question, he's going to give you 25 and 12 with three assists and two-plus blocks and one-plus steals and good percentages. And he's not going to hit threes. Nobody wants him to hit threes. He sucks at that now. But <laughs> I am taking Anthony Davis. Uh, and obviously – Crossing my fingers, but I, I am a guy that is in on Anthony Davis this year, and Dr. A is not. Uh, Dr. A, I have another question <clears throat> for you here. As we continue the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast with the OGs Rick Kamala and Steve Alexander, um, is Mikkel Bridges really worth a second-round pick? Talk to me, my friend, on Mikkel Bridges, who uh, had a fantastic stat line last year with uh, after he came over to the uh, Brooklyn Nets, and I'm rather high on this young fella. He is at 2880p right now. Where are you at with Mikkel Bridges? Hey, do you have him pulled up? Can you can you tell me what dates he was? What what date he got traded last year? Uh, or when he started? It's in his game log. Uh, when he started at Brooklyn, because that's that's an important piece of this puzzle. Well, let me, let me, I, what, what I can do for you, let me go to his splits here and I'll tell you, I don't even need to go to the splits. It'll just be right here. His numbers with uh, the Nets in 27 games, 26, four and a half rebounds, 2.7 assists, one steal, 0.6 blocks, 2.5 threes, 48% from the field, 38% from three and 89 from the line. That's an amazing stat line right there. Yes, and I believe that when you calculate his basketball monster ranking just over the time he was in Brooklyn, he comes out to like fourth round, fourth round value. Okay. Can he play any better than he played for Brooklyn last year? I don't I don't wait, know. Wait, that wait, he can't. Only well, that's all that what I just read was only a fourth round value. That's why is that is that based it. on averages or totals, right? I could understand if that's a, a 27 game total thing, but if those averages are fourth round, I find that hard to believe. I mean, we're a little light in the rebounds and the assists here, but we're at 26, we're at one steal, we're at 2.53s, we got really good efficiency. I don't know. That that just sounds uh weird to me. Well, I'm gonna calculate it out here in a second. But uh if that if that is true, if if what I'm saying is true, which 
I'm trying to verify that everything's moving kind of slow. Yeah, Doctor, right let me give you um, let me give you the let me give you the date right now. Uh, his first so game with was Brooklyn was February, uh, Feb, uh, Feb 11 was his first day uh, first game with Brook. Yeah, so let's pump that into this. And I apologize for the dead air. Anyway, it's, I love the Hale Bridges. The, <laughs> go ahead. I go love ahead, him. I just I just don't know that I can take him um in the second round it, it just seems it seems to it seems like he was such a a fun player last year um when he was not expected to be and then to try to take him that high um he he's gonna have to play out of his mind the entire season which he will play the entire season that's what i like best about him is he doesn't miss games he cares more about playing in every game than he does. The only other thing he cares about more than that is winning, winning games. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool that he cares that much. But um, I don't, I don't, I want Mikhail Bridges in the third or fourth round. I don't want to, I don't want to spend a second round pick on him. So, Doctor A, I agree with you here. I definitely agree with you. Uh, I'm actually looking at this, and if we're basing it on a 12 team league, um. I, I'm not even sure I like Bridges in the third round here. Uh, you know, you I, I would take Carl Anthony Towns over him. Obviously, it's a dice roll with the injuries, but um, when he's right, oh, my God. Uh, I mean, think about this. Like, for years, Carl Anthony Towns was a top five, top seven, top eight pick overall in fantasy basketball. Now his ADP is 27. Oh, is there value there with Carl Anthony Towns? Again, it's a dice roll, kind of like with Anthony Davis. Uh, Fox, Bam Adebayo, uh, Siakam, Brunson. Jalen Brown, Jaron Jackson Jr., DeJounte Murray, who I'm very high on this year, right? Uh, Julius Randle. Uh, uh, and, you know, I'm kind of getting into some guys here where I may take Mikel over them. He feels to me like a late third, early fourth round pick. And uh, and I'm an appreciator, but that's the best I got. Um, all right. Uh, so let's. So, so just to clarify, go ahead. I looked at, uh, I've got the dates pumped in mid third round value. Last year, with a date range of February 11th till the end of the season, so his time in Brooklyn, even when he was completely balling out, was third round value, which means he needs to average 30 points this year. He needs to get more steals. He needs to hit more threes to get up into that second round value. I, he's just he's being overdrafted. I agree, and that's uh, very helpful for you all out there on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. All right, uh, Dr. A, a couple more things to hit on here before we get out of here. Uh, is Miles Bridges a league winner? Miles Bridges, of course, with the uh, with the domestic issue and uh, the off-the-court stuff, he's going to begin the season um, on the suspended list. He will come off suspension, and when he does, he is in a very, very crowded forward situation in Charlotte with P.J. Washington, who just got paid, Brandon Miller, who was just drafted number two overall, and uh, Gordon Hayward, who is a man without a team right now in an expiring year at $31 million and desperately in need of a trade out of Charlotte. So not only do we have the off-the-court baggage, uh, we wonder if he's going to start or come off the bench. We also have a glut of forwards in Charlotte right now. So is Miles Bridges a league winner for you at an ADP of 105, Dr. A? Well, P.J. Washington is more of a glue guy for me, right? Like, like he's just a... a power forward center big man that is serviceable never gonna blow it up i don't i don't think charlotte's gonna be like man we got it uh, and they paid him there's no doubt they paid him but i don't think charlotte is gonna feel pressure to make sure pj washington gets his 35 minutes a night so i'm not too concerned about that although i probably should be brandon miller disappointing at summer league i would say you agree with that not not the guy I think we thought we were going to see. He's got time um, to get it. He's get, got time to get it turned around. Of course, like it's too early. Let to... me, yeah. Keep, continue going. Let me let me circle back to uh, to B Miller because um, I got a little something to say about him. Keep going. But it, uh, the whole thing about Bridges, dude, is when he played two years ago before all that weird stuff happened. He was a baller, and Lamelo Ball loved him. Lamelo Ball loved throwing alley oops to him. Bridges loved playing with LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball is healthy. Uh, they're back together. 
Bridges has been sitting out for a year. He probably thought for a minute maybe his career was over. He's not going to take this opportunity lightly. And last time we saw him, he was third-round fantasy value. I, I mean, I think he is a guy that if you get him in round 10, uh, it's like you're getting a fourth-rounder for free. I think I think he's a game-changer. I do not. Uh, I am not on. Uh, I'm not as geeky here on Miles Bridges. Um, Brandon Miller. <clears throat> Let's go back to the NCAA tournament. He was not good in the NCAA tournament, folks. He was not. And Brandon Miller obviously was entangled in an off the field thing that was very ugly and nefarious. Um, I, I'm just not feeling Brandon Miller. There are just guys that you get a vibe on or you don't. Totally feeling Scoot Henderson. I think he's going to be fabulous. Uh, and obviously, Victor is Victor. Uh, well, in, in between there is Brandon Miller. Um, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. Like, I I, 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 I get I, motor thing. Like, the comparisons to Paul George don't really crank me up either because I'm not a huge Paul George guy. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I'm just not feeling Brandon Miller. Obviously, you've got a number two pick invested in this guy. You've got to play him. But do you start him or bring him off the bench? I don't know. Somebody's going to get squeezed. I think it might be Gordon Hayward sitting on the bench with the thousand yard stare. PJ Washington's played four years in Charlotte. He's averaged basically 30 minutes every year, okay, with a bunch of different machinations of rosters. They just paid PJ Washington. I believe, and they can move PJ to the five a little bit if they need to. I believe PJ is still going to be firm at 30 minutes a game. I believe that. Brandon Miller, to me, I don't know. We got an old school coach here, Stephen, and Steve Clifford. Okay, old school coaches typically don't just give it to rookies. They make them earn it. Now, in the 10 games that Bridges is going to miss, Washington, Miller, and Hayward are going to eat. When Bridges comes off suspension, that first game, oh boy, is that going to tell a huge story for us. Who starts, who comes off the bench, minutes, do we ride hot hands, all that kind of stuff. The other thing about Miles Bridges that that is why I'm a stay away in fantasy is uh, the contract thing. You remember restricted free agent. Uh, negotiated with Charlotte. They didn't want to pay him what he wanted. He went ahead and grabbed the qualifying offer to make himself an unrestricted free agent next summer. He's already looking at what's next, all right? So I wonder if Charlotte is really feeling that geeky about playing him, knowing that they're playing him to audition for another team next year. It's a very muddled, confusing situation. It's like a backfield, like the Kansas City Chiefs backfield in fantasy football, right? You got Edwards Hilaire, you got McKinnon, and you've got uh, Pacheco, right? And Pacheco's the dude, but you got those two other guys, and it's just kind of a mess um, in general. And then lastly here, Dr. A, before we get out of here, uh, is Luka Doncic a shutdown candidate? Uh, you and I debated this a little bit uh, when we talked yesterday on the phone. Let's bring it to the air here, man. You, you feel like Luke, the great Luka Doncic, who you're always super high on, uh, is a shutdown candidate this year. I don't know that I would use the term shutdown candidate, but uh, my buddy in Australia, B-Dub, and I did a podcast the other day, and he was kind of like, and I don't know about your guy Luca this year. Like, Dallas, it's Luca and Kyrie, right, and a bunch of guys. They're, I don't think they're going to be that good of a team. I mean, they miss Jalen Brunson more than – more than I miss my son that lives in Japan right now. Like the Dallas and Jalen Brunson thing was very painful. The Kyrie Luca connection is weird. It's like there's a short circuit in there somewhere. They don't have a, a big man that's great. Uh, their wings, I, I, Dallas is just kind of a mess. And then you add in Luca's ankles, and he's he's always kind of on the ground holding an ankle. Um, I'm just concerned if Dallas is not in the hunt. We saw them sort of tank last year. They didn't want the Knicks to get that top 10 protected pick. I believe they've got another one of those this year. Uh, so B-Dub kind of talked me into being a little down on my guy. I mean, this is my guy right here. This is this is Luca. Like, I never say negative things about Luca, and I'm not sure I'm really saying negative things about him right now, but I'm a little – I'm to the point where I think I would take SGA in front of Luca. Initially, I was like, the only guy I'll take in front of Luca is Jokic. But now I think 
SGA uh, also falls into that category, and and Tyrese is not too far behind. So uh, I, I have a different take on this, guys. Uh, I'm not like super high on Dallas, but I think Dallas has enough to win 45 games and be a playing tournament team. Uh, maybe just maybe get to number six, although that's maybe a little bit too high. But seven to ten range, playing tournament. We're still you know in this thing. Uh, they draft Eric Lively, who they love. They're going to start him uh, in eight minutes. Uh, Dallas and Minnesota will tip off in Abu Dhabi, and uh, we will see if Lively actually is in that starting lineup. Uh, Grant Williams, who I love, brought over. He will start. He'll be a defensive dog, a P.J. Tucker type of guy. That's going to help them win. Tim Hardaway Jr., right? He's streaky as heck, but he'll he'll average 13 to 15. Irving and Doncic, um, I have questions about how it's going to look, how they're going to figure it out. Is it going to work? I'm not taking any of that to the bank, but they're two tremendous players. They're saying the right stuff. Let's give them a year. Heck, let's give them, you know, a couple of months here uh, to see if they can figure it out. You brought over Rashawn Holmes, who will help with depth. You have Maxi Kleba, a good player off the bench. Josh Green is an ascending 3 and D guy. Seth Curry, who I love, is a knockdown three-point shooter. These are all their bench guys, okay? Jaden Hardy, I don't know if you're a Jaden Hardy guy. I'm a Jaden Hardy guy. This guy is a stud. He is ready to go as a backup point guard on this team. Uh, Derek Jones Jr., Markeith Morris, Dwight Powell. We've got a pretty deep team going on here uh, with Dallas. And so they, they got insulation from a front court injury. And uh, I don't love Dallas. I want to make that clear. But I think they have enough to not enter the tank zone because I'm worried about a Lowry Markkinen. I'm worried about a Victor Wembenyama. I'm worried about a Scoot Henderson and a DeAndre Ayton. I'm worried about a Cade Cunningham and a Jaden Ivey. I'm worried about uh, Orlando doesn't shut their guys down. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other teams here. Uh, but I made my point. Like, there there are some dudes that I'm not – like last year, uh, Dr. A, I was off of Utah players going in, in going into drafts, off of them. And Lowry obviously had the big year that he had and all this. And guess what? They shut him down and he wasn't able to help you win championships, okay? Just like a lot of us thought with a, a shutdown – on Utah. That's why these conversations are so critical right now. We'll continue to have them here on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast as the uh, as the preseason rolls on. There are guys you're going to have to avoid for fear of the three-quarter shutdown. San Antonio Spurs, Devin Bissell, Keldon Johnson, Victor Wembenyama, all of those guys are smack dab in there because I think Pop is going to pull the plug about three-quarters of the way through. But I don't view the Dallas Mavericks as one of those teams, Dr. A. I just don't. I, I think if you want to take, uh, you know, a Luka Doncic at number two, uh, take Luka Doncic at number two. Okay. Well, it's, it's interesting that you are, you are more of a Luka guy right now than I am, which is, which is weird. I didn't know Very there, was, there was such a thing out there. Hey, I will say this back to the Mikhail Bridges thing real quick. The tool that I was trying to use to break down that, that specific time frame that he was in Brooklyn is not working so I don't know what his ranking was during that time. We'll try to find out and get it back to you next week. Because uh, we're going to do this, Rick, every single Thursday from now until they tell us we can't do it anymore. So That's correct. At 11 a.m. Eastern time right here on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Steve, we out, man. Uh, anything you need to say to the people? Anything you want to promote? Anything you want to tell them about? Uh, I don't the, the floor is yours right now. <laughs> Or you can well, just say goodbye. That's fine, too. Rotowire has been awesome to me. Uh, this is super fun. I, I feel like they're being awesome to you, too. Like, letting us do this is cool. So thanks to Rotowire. Um, Sportstopia is the website that me and my boys from NBC, when we were unfortunately uh, moved on from that situation, we started a new site. It's called sportstopia.io. Check that out. And then, of course, I'm doing work at ESPN, uh, fantasy basketball. Dude, it's cool. You know how you get those alerts on your phone that say uh, Steve Alexander just wrote a column about his sleepers and busts? Well, that thing popped up on my phone, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And my phone kind of blew up. Like, all these people I haven't heard from in two years are like, dude, is this you on on ESPN? Like, what what in the world? And Soren went to school the next day, and his math teacher like, dude, I got an alert on my phone last night that some guy named Alexander was writing about sleepers and busts. That's not your dad, is it? And so I'm wow. like, yeah, that was my dad. And he's like, man, that's really cool. So, so that's like, that's, that's awesome. That's dream come true kind of stuff. So 
anyway, I'm I'm just happy to be working and back in the back in the game. Basketball's coming in like what 14 days, 12 days, somewhere, somewhere like in there. Ni- like 19 days. I think the 24th is opening night or about- 19 days. 19 days. So uh let's go. I'm gonna go play with my Cam Dynasty roster right now and find out what I've got, see if I can work out a little little deal somewhere, but thanks for watching. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be, I, I, I want to get Jalen Brunson off your roster and, uh, and we'll, we'll see if I can work that out. I know it's going to be tough, but uh, look, I, I want to send a huge shout out to Ken Kreitz, uh, executive here. He's in the Cam Dynasty, uh, you know, league winner last year. I reached out to him about getting a gig here at Rotowire, right? And and so he put me in contact with DJ Trainer, um, and then obviously, and shout out to DJ, and then obviously Nick Whalen. Um, and Alan and, and the whole group, man, everybody's been absolutely fantastic here at Rotowire. I am blessed to be a part of this platform right now and really, really stoked to be gigging here uh, with my guy, my main man, my homie, uh, Steve Alexander, a.k.a. Dr. A. So, folks, again, this is the deal. Every Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern time, we are going to be here shopping it up and giving you the absolute best advice in fantasy basketball. So, for Dr. A, I'm Rick Kamla, and we will see you next week on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Peace.